Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Late fall 2010. In northern Canada, I went deep into the wilderness with my father and my eldest brother to hunt for moose. We left in the early morning, just before sunrise, trying to cover as much distance as possible before nightfall. We traveled winding rivers and had to repeatedly portage over rapids all day. We decided to set up camp just over halfway to our destination. My father figured that we'd make the rest of the journey tomorrow. Well, when everyone bedded down for the night, I decided to go grab some firewood and relieve myself down by the bank of the river, just out of reach of the light from the campfire, out from the tree line about 15 yards away. I could hear rustling in the bushes. 
I watched the area where I heard the noise and focused on that spot. I felt kind of funny, dizzy, lightheaded, and I could smell this putrid stink like old milk or rotten food. Then I saw the trees start to morph and move ever so slightly and began to take, to take the shape of a head and slight facial features. My eyes began to adjust to the darkness and along the tree line. I could hear this voice coming from there. I recognized it. The voice sounded like one of my relatives who had recently passed. The face took shape of my relative. Hello, they said, I've missed you. Come see me. I smiled and stepped forward a bit, but stopped to analyze the situation. My relative's face stopped smiling and became emotionless. The skin began to turn pale and peel away. Chunks of flesh from their cheeks began to fall away, and I felt shock and fear overwhelm my body. I couldn't make sense of it at all, so I started to back away and make my way to camp. I didn't realize at the time that I had been walking towards the voice, and I was further away from the firelight. The voice became angry and began shouting at me to come here, so I turned to run away. But as I looked back one more time, I saw the most disgusting thing I had ever seen. It was rotting flesh on gnawed bone, caved in eyes and a hollow chest cavity. This humanoid creature was tall and super thin. I ran as fast as I could, trying to yell for help but the fear had made my voice quiet and raspy. I ran along the riverbank, and I could hear the heavy breaths and the stomping feet from this thing right behind me. I made it onto the top of the riverbank, but it grabbed a hold of my leg as I jumped. Up! I gripped and tore the grass, trying to lift myself and yelled as loud as I could. Then finally my voice came back, and I yelled that someone has my leg. My brother woke up and ran over to where I was. Then he pulled me up and took me over to the fire. I was terrified, trying to explain what I saw, and that it looked like my relative, but not. I was trying to convince them that I wasn't seeing things, but my brother nodded his head and said I saw it too. I know. That solidified it. He acknowledged that it was real. We stayed up all night after that. Rifles loaded and close by, we packed up when the sun was coming up and went back home. We haven't shared that story with anyone out of fear of being labeled as crazy or liars. I've had nightmares and couldn't sleep for months afterwards. I would see things, dark figures looking into my window or hear whispers when I was walking home at night. Eventually I was seeing this dark figure daily. I went to medicine men shaman for help, but I've learned that the ceremonies only relieves it temporarily. Friends have given me everything from protection pouches to certain crystals. I found out that there's a strong possibility that I encountered a wendigo. I learned that if you encounter one and survive, it attaches itself to you like a parasite. I learned that it could only do this if it touches you, which it did. Ever since that night, I've been on edge when I enter any forest or wooded area, which sucks because I loved being outdoors and hunting and in nature. Now I always feel like I need to keep my back against something when I'm out in the wild. Anyways, make your own conclusions about this. I've paid a price for being an ignorant child to the stories of old. They are real. I can attest to that. Stay safe, everyone. I am Ivan, a park ranger at Congaree National Park in South Carolina. 
I've worked here for years, and I've seen all sorts of wildlife, from black bears to alligators, but I never expected to encounter what I found one night in the heart of the park. It was a quiet night, and I was doing my rounds checking the trails and campsites. As I walked through the forest, I heard a strange noise. It was a low, guttural growl that made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. I shone my flashlight around, but couldn't see anything in the darkness. That's when I heard a loud snap and turned to see a massive creature standing before me. It was a bipedal brown Bigfoot, towering over me at nearly eight feet tall. Its eyes glowed in the beam of my flashlight, and I could see its powerful muscles rippling beneath its fur. I tried to back away slowly, but the creature took a step forward, blocking my path. It bared its teeth, growling menacingly. I knew that if it wanted to, it could easily overpower me. I was frozen with fear, stuck in place with no to go. Just when I thought I was done for, the creature suddenly turned and ran off into the forest. I stood there, trembling and trying to catch my breath, wondering what had just happened. I had encountered a bipedal brown Bigfoot, something that I'd never thought I would see in my lifetime. Over the next few days, I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched. I heard strange noises and saw shadows moving in the trees. I knew that the creature was still out there, somewhere in the forest, and I was never sure when it would make its presence known again. I couldn't keep my encounter a secret, and soon word got out. People started coming to the park, hoping to catch a glimpse of the creature. I tried to warn them that it was dangerous, but some were determined to find it. In the end, it was best that the creature remained a mystery, a legend of the forest that only a few lucky people had encountered. I continued to work at the park, but I never forgot about that fateful night when I came face to face with a bipedal brown Bigfoot. It all started one night a few years ago when I was hanging out with a guy friend of mine, let's call him Dan, and his cousin. Dan and I had really come to bond over some of our strange beliefs and experiences. The story I'm about to tell wasn't the first foray for either of us into things of an otherworldly nature, but for me it was one of the most significant and had a lasting impact on how I view these things. I was living in Chicago at the time and working at a bar somewhat near downtown. If you believe in superstitions and fairy tales, it would be easy to assume that strange things only happen to people deep in the woods or in remote locations, and that a city such as Chicago would be mainly devoid of supernatural or otherworldly experiences. It's easy to assume that densely populated areas wouldn't exactly be a breeding ground for this kind of strange activity, but you would be wrong. On this particular night, it was slow at work, and Dan and his cousin just happened to be in the area. He texted me to ask what my plans were, so I suggested they come to my place for a quick drink before we closed, since it was already nearing 2 a.m. I finished my side work just as they were arriving, ten minutes till two, so we all had a quick drink and took off to find another bar that was still open. But I think it must have been a Sunday or something, because everything in the area was closed. So we decided to head back to our neighborhood on the far north side of the city. As we were deciding what to do, Dan casually mentioned that he knew a liquor store in the northern suburbs that was open till 3 a.m. every night. So we devised an impromptu plan to grab some beers and have a late night stroll on the nearby beach. 
I would like to mention that this particular beach was about a 10-minute walk from where I was living at the time and had a bike trail with a park that I would often rollerblade or walk through. When we got to the park, everything seemed normal. Both the parking lot and the park itself seemed empty, and we assumed the beach to be empty as well, as everything was perfectly quiet and still. By this time, it was about 3 a.m., so we didn't expect anyone else to be there. As we were getting our beers out of the car, I noticed it was a full moon that night. We often went on nighttime adventures in the suburbs when we were bored, although never to this particular beach, and even on college campuses, we barely ever ran into anyone. But as we walked through the park, I noticed how still and quiet everything was. As soon as we stepped foot onto the sand where the beach started, something shifted. The energy changed, and we started hearing laughter. Coming from where? It sounded like it was just out in front of us a ways, just right there, out in the water. But no one was there. It was a clear night, and with the full moon you could see for literally miles in every direction. There was no one there. But yet the laughing persisted, and it sounded like two voices, a man and a woman. And you could clearly hear them in the water, splashing and playing and laughing and talking but there was just simply nobody there. At this point, we were all actively scanning up and down the beach and literally asking each other, Yo, are you guys hearing this? It sounded like they were out there playing in the waves in the middle of the night, laughing and talking, but we couldn't make out what they were saying, and we simply couldn't see anyone out there besides ourselves. We all agreed that it was weird, and maybe we should have simply taken it as a sign to leave, but we ended up deciding to simply ignore it and headed to the opposite end of the beach. Maybe they're out there skinny-dipping, and they don't want us to see them. I offered this as a possible solution, but I think I was just trying to rationalize what didn't make rational sense, so we ignored it. We walked to the complete opposite end of the beach which may have been roughly the size of a football field, but when we got there, we noted that the voices had not changed volume. It still sounded like they were out in the waves right in front of us, so we ignored it even harder. We opened some beers, put it out of our minds, and frankly didn't think too much of it for a while as we talked about random things, and I took pictures of the moon or the water. This went on for about 20 minutes, and we weren't thinking too much anymore about the voices or the laughter until it suddenly stopped. The sudden absence of sound made us immediately uneasy, mainly because what the F just happened. Why did the voices stop? Did they get sucked into an undertow? Are they out there in the waves drowning? We all looked at each other with the same question. What the F do we do? Here I am on the beach in the middle of the night, where we're not supposed to be, drinking beers, and now there's people potentially drowning. What do you even do in this scenario? Call the cops. Run out and try to save them. All I can assume is that in this moment, we were all contemplating these same horrifying scenarios when I saw movement out of the corner of my eye down to the other end of the beach. A wave of relief washed over me, thinking at first that it might be these people coming up on the beach. So without even thinking, I started to point and say, Look, there they are. It's two realizing at this moment they aren't people. It's two, dogs. And sure enough, we all see what seems to clearly be the silhouettes of two dogs trotting towards us down the beach. 
Now, this was a decent-sized beach, but these things were not simply walking. They were moving with some speed and managed to clear half of it in about as much time as it took me to process what they even were. And as they started to get closer, I started to notice that they had very large ears, tails, and paws. Holy few guys, I don't think those are dogs, I said. Those are coyotes or something, and they're coming right at us. Now I had seen coyotes in the area and knew they were no strangers to even densely populated areas, but seeing what appears to be two wild animals trotting towards a group of humans in the middle of the night is wildly disconcerting. At this point they suddenly stopped in their tracks about halfway down the beach. They seemed to assess us for a moment, when all of a sudden I saw with all clarity the silhouettes of these two animals rise onto their hind legs and become instead the shapes of two people. Immediately I turned around to my friends and exclaimed, Tell me you just saw that S. Yeah, said Dan, who looked terrified. They just stood up. That was all he had to say for me, to know that we had all seen the same thing. When we turned back to look, they were already gone, like they had simply disappeared into thin air. Dan's cousin said, we need to get the F out of here, and so we did. But it wasn't so much sheer panic as a sense of vague unease. We didn't run away screaming. We just simply quickly grabbed our things and started walking towards the exit. As we walked past the lifeguard tower, we noticed them, as if they had simply materialized again. There they were, the two of them, a silhouette of a man and a woman against the moonlit sky, sitting atop the lifeguard tower. We all slowed our step as we noticed them. Should we say something to them? I asked aloud. I couldn't help myself. The curiosity was overwhelming. No, Dan's cousin whispered sharply at me. Dan grabbed my hand and dragged me onward. Don't say anything to them. Just keep moving. So we left. We got in the car silently. We took the short drive back to my apartment silently. We sat in the car quietly for a few minutes, smoking a cigarette. Okay, I said finally, breaking the silence. But we all experienced that S, right? Did we just see? Like werewolves or something? And in that few minutes, we rehashed the entire experience together, from the disembodied voices to the shape-shifting creatures. And although we agreed that we had all seen and experienced the same thing, Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We also noted that if we had been alone and seen something like that, we might have just written it off. I thought it was my eyes playing tricks on me, Dan said, until I realized you guys saw it too. That was basically the feeling we all had through the whole experience, as if we had tried to write it off until it was nearly staring us right in the face. But honestly, this wasn't my first experience with things of an otherworldly nature, and it seemed to me from experience that it's best to just let it go. So I did let it go. I got out of the car and went into my apartment and honestly just went straight to bed. Like I knew it was a strange thing we had all just experienced, but I really just hoped and chose to assume that that would be the end of it. And truthfully, I went to bed that night and slept like a baby. I never really felt like I was in danger or that something malicious had followed me. I thought that was the end of it until I started having dreams about them a few weeks later. As it turns out, they had followed me and they wanted to talk with me. One night, a few weeks after our sighting of the strange shape-shifting creatures, I had a dream. I didn't know that it was a dream while it was happening. It all felt so real. It was like I remembered nodding off in bed. And then I came to somewhere else. When I came to, I found myself standing on an empty beach. I quickly realized it was the same beach where we had seen the creatures a few weeks prior but I couldn't remember how I had gotten there. I just fell asleep in my bed and woke up on the beach. The transition was so jarring I started to panic, wondering if I had slept walked there, or worse, if I was losing my mind. My unease grew as I realized the winds were blowing and the skies were dark as if there was a bad storm approaching. I thought about the things we saw on the beach that night, wondering if they had somehow led me here. As soon as the thought crossed my mind, I saw something. Black, inky, amorphous shapes rising out of the crashing waves of Lake Michigan. I worried that I had somehow disturbed some ancient lake spirits. As I watched the shapes rise out of the waves, they took the form of two large black dogs, each with glowing yellow eyes. They maintained this shape until they reached the beach where they stood on their hind legs, and suddenly they were no longer dogs, but a man and a woman, strange, ethereal-looking people, with long black hair and the same glowing yellow eyes. They just stared at me, and I stared at them, and they stared at me, and I stared at them a little while more, until I finally managed to muster the words, What are you? They exchanged a baffled glance with each other. No, but like, what are you? The looks of confusion on their faces grew. In fact, it seemed like a mix of confusion and offense at the very question. In my dumbfounded state, I repeated the question a few more times, What are you? But they seemed either unwilling or unable to respond to it. So I asked more questions, different questions. Okay, if you can't tell me what you are, can you tell me where you came from? Like, have you always been on this beach? Do you come from a different realm? More looks of confusion? You can't even tell me where you came from. Like, when were you born? Do you remember being born? Suddenly the woman snapped at me. Do you remember being born? 
and suddenly I was the one who didn't know how to answer the question. Do you remember being a baby or an infant, or even a toddler for that matter? She seemed thoroughly annoyed by my line of questioning. Well, no, of course not, I stuttered. No, of course not, she said. You don't remember that far back? Well, neither do we. But surely you must know something about your origins or where you came from. I asked he. I may not remember being born, but I have parents and family and doctors who were there to confirm when and where I was born. Well, we don't have any of that, she said matter. Or factly, in fact, things like us. Well, we're the oldest things we know of. We don't have parents or grandparents to ask. We don't have anyone who came before us to ask where we came from. And frankly, we simply don't remember that far back. I was dumbfounded. I had no idea how to respond. So you want to know where we come from, she continued. Well, I can't tell you that for certain. All I can tell you is my opinions, my beliefs. I would say that we come from, I would say that it's the same God that created you that created us, that created all of reality. But the truth is, if God does exist, or some sort of creators to all of this, they quite simply are not around anymore to ask. But this is just my belief, and that's all I can give you. Feeling in a whirlwind from such a complex and unexpected response, I clamored for something to follow it up with. So, how old do you think you are exactly, or how far back do you remember? She sighed a deep sigh and started pointing around in various directions, saying things like, Do you see the water? You see the waves on the water? Well, yes. I said, obviously, I see the water. You see the beach? And the grass is growing on the sand dunes. Yes, I see the beach. Do you see the hills beyond the beach and the trees growing on those hills? Yes, yes, I see the hills and the trees. What does that have to do with anything? Well, she sighed. We're old, at least as old as the landscape itself, if not older. So as long as this has been here, we've been here. As long as the water and the beach and the hills have been here, we've been here. We're as old as the hills, you might say. At this point, I was exasperated. Okay, that's all cool and good for you and whatever. But what does that have to do with me? Like, what does that have to do with me? They were both silent for a moment. Surely there's some reason you sought me out right. Surely there's some reason you've approached me to tell me all of this. More silence. So, what does this have to do with me? Just then the man, who hadn't said anything to me the entire time, just sort of shrugged and said, I don't know. We just thought it might be nice to have a human to talk to for a change, you know. And that must have made me so angry that I woke myself up because the last thing I remember is yelling for a change from what? And then I was waking up in my bed and it was morning. I had more dreams of them after this. Most of them were vague and I couldn't really remember much. When I told my friend Dan about this, I was surprised to hear him say that he had been having dreams about them too. He didn't claim to remember having any specific conversations with them, just vague dreams of shape-shifting entities. But as for me, I did have one other dream where a conversation was had. In this dream, I was at work. In real life, I work as a server, but for some reason in this dream, I was a bartender. 
It was the same bar, however, that I was working at in real life at the time. It was a slow night. There were a few tables, but no one at the bar. I was contemplating stepping out for a cigarette when a woman walked through the front door. Immediately she caught my eye. Something about her was dreamlike. The way she moved was ethereal. She had long black wavy hair that seemed to flow unnaturally, and she may have been wearing a fur coat. When she sat down and made eye contact with me, I immediately noticed her eyes. They were a bright, vibrant, and unnatural shade of yellow, almost as if they were glowing. I just knew as soon as I looked at her that everything about her was entirely strange. But I didn't know that this was a dream, and I didn't want her or any of the other customers to think I was crazy, so I greeted her as I would any customer. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Yeah, she said, in a complete non-squicure, so I've been really into werewolves lately. She slammed both hands down on the bar emphatically as she said the word werewolves, staring at me with wide eyes and a strange grin. I'm okay, I responded, her comments catching me off guard. Yeah, have you ever heard of werewolves? At this point, I was sure she was crazy. Or are cryptids. Have you heard of those? In my mind, I'm thinking, lady, is this your first day on planet Earth, who hasn't heard of werewolves? But I just laughed uncomfortably and played along. Yes, I've heard of them. Why, okay, so you've heard of werewolves and cryptids and stuff. Cool? Yeah, I'm like really into that stuff. Like I want to know all of the folklore about these things. And I want to know what people think about these things. That's cool. Can I get you a drink? Honestly, I was just trying to hurry up and serve her so I could go out for a smoke. She ordered a beer. I poured it and handed it to her, and she continued on with her strange line of questioning. So have you ever seen anything like that? She asked as I handed over her beer. Like what? Like a werewolf? Yes, silly, like a werewolf. She made a playful smirk, because I just want to know. I want to know what people think about these things. Well, I was about to step out front for a quick smoke, if you don't mind. Maybe we can continue this conversation when I get back. At this point, I was honestly getting more than a little weirded out by her energy and her attempts at talking about some weird sis with me. Sure, she said. So I went outside, but as soon as I lit my cigarette, I turned around and she was standing behind me. I'm sorry, I just couldn't wait. I wanted to talk about it now. I don't want to freak you out. I'm just conducting some research, you know, trying to find out what people think about these things. I tried to steer the conversation politely back to her by flipping the question. Well, what do you think about these things? Do you believe in werewolves? I don't really know. I just want to know what you think. Like, I'm fascinated by the kinds of stories and myths people tell. The good, the bad, the ugly... I don't care. I just want to know. Do you have any stories? Any experiences? This went on a few more times with me trying to redirect the conversation and her directing it back at me until finally I told her firmly but nicely, look, I do believe in these things and I would love to have that conversation. I really would, but I'm at work right now and this isn't the time or the place, you know. Like I can't be standing out front, smoking cigarettes and talking about this kind of stuff with people. 
I'm sorry. I just really can't talk about this stuff at work, that's all. That's okay, she said. I understand. I really should get going anyways. She smiled kind of a dejected smile, and I suddenly felt a little bad for being so dismissive. Okay, I said. I'm sorry I can't talk more about that stuff right now, but I have to get back to work. Okay, she said. Have a good one, and she started to walk off down the street. As I walked back through the door, I stopped and, for some unknown reason, joked, Oh, by the way, you're my favorite cryptid. She winked at me, and as I was walking back through the door into the building, everything made sense. I realized this was a dream. I realized who she was and why she was asking these questions. And I turned back around and ran out the door as if I was going to confront her. But I woke up. I moved away from that apartment and from Chicago completely after that. I moved back home to Michigan. I still have strange dreams sometimes, but I'm not sure if those particular entities followed me or not. If I'm being honest, at the end of the day, they were pretty interesting to talk to. And I think if I got the chance, I would talk to them again sometime. So that's the story of how I met the Loop Guru, and they were pretty nice, actually. Hope you enjoyed reading it. If anyone has any insights or has experienced anything similar, I'd love to hear it. My theory is that these were not actually werewolves at all, but rather some type of fey entities. I'd love to hear others' thoughts. I was going with a friend up the canyon to test our super strong flashlight and see if we could light up a mountain. It was a snowy night and I was the passenger. We were driving for a while when I saw movement on the hillside next to the road, so I looked up and I saw something that looked like a naked figure with long legs get up and start running. It was the fastest I ever saw a living thing move. It quickly ran into the darkness away from the headlights. I pointed and yelled to my friend, and he only saw a glimpse. He couldn't tell what it was, but he saw something, and this confirmed to me. I wasn't just seeing things. It just happened and scared me really bad, and I was hoping I could get some input from this subreddit for what I may have saw. Thanks! A few months ago, around 4 or 5 a.m., I had woken up to what sounded like my cat being attacked and dragged away into the woods. I got up to open the door to my tiny house and looked outside and called my cat. He didn't come and I didn't see anything. My fiancé had gotten up and left for work at 3.45 a.m. Later that morning, I saw my cat Vishnu playing with my other cat Mavis, a couple of nights go by, and I'm woken up to the sound being right out my door and it fading into the woods. This time, I stayed in bed. I set up a deer cam to try and catch whatever it was making the sound, but nothing was caught on the camera. Then, a few days later, my fiancé is sitting on the porch, relaxing at 11 p.m., and he looks over about four feet away. He sees this pale creature on all fours. He went to grab his pistol to confront it. It took off. He said he got a glimpse of its face, and the expression it had was like it was worried that it was seen. Ever since then, we have not heard or seen anything. 